friends. Welcome to the Miss Mystic Podcast. Glad you're here listening today. I think you're going to get some real valuable insight from Jenna Lee, who we're interviewing today from Ohio. She has beautiful work, and I'm so excited to have her talking with us today about her perspectives on art and giving us some great advice. Welcome, Jenna Lee. Did I say it right? You did. Nailed it. Okay, good. (laughs) I try. Um, Thank you so much for talking to me today. I am so grateful for you, and I just want to say how awesome you are because I think anybody who dives into creativity and puts themselves out there is an awesome person. So even though I don't know you that well, I already know you're awesome just because of, you know, the fact that you've stepped into that and had the courage to do it. Because I really do think it takes a lot of courage. Um, And I want to start out by asking you like just a little bit about yourself. So if you wanted to say a few things about you, the main thing I want to know is what was that moment for you when you just knew in your bones that you wanted to pursue an artistic like lifestyle or, you know, career or whatever you want to call it, or just moving into that space? Like, what was it that happened for you where you were just like, yep, that's, this is, this has to be a part of my life and I'm going to do it no matter what. Um, So those, those are the things I like to start with. So a little bit about you. And then what was that thing that really pushed you into this zone? Okay. Yeah. Um, Well, so I'm Jenna Lee. I'm from Ohio. I live in Youngstown. Uh, I love all of the arts in every form. Uh, Definitely like growing up, I've always been into art, but I'd say like the moment for me was uh, like ninth grade. I took the first art class, like a elective or whatever. And I did actually pretty bad in that class. Like I didn't get a single A all year. And my art teacher was like, are you going to take art next year and I was like oh yeah definitely and she was like you haven't gotten a single a like why would you take art too and I was like oh like I love art like I've always loved art it's my passion and she was like you could be good at basketball but that doesn't mean you know how to play my art teacher told me that and so I was like uh like I'll show you and then you know so I I think that was like the moment where I felt like I really had something to prove and I worked harder and harder and she ended up loving me eventually, but <laughs> you know, that was probably then. So was that also kind of the moment? Was that like the kind of the motivator to like, I want to do this because this person yes. said I wasn't good. <laughs> That's kind of sad to hear that there's <laughs> art teachers that are doing that to kids, but I know it's not like I've, I've encountered this kind of thing before. So you're not alone. So I want you to imagine that, you know, there's an alien that lands on earth and they come to you and they want your, your explanation for what art is like, they don't have any preconceived ideas about it because they're not of this world. Right. So how would you explain, um, you know, art to it, to an alien life form? That is really, that's a (laughs) tough question. Okay. I, I guess if that happened to me, which would be so awesome. <laughs> yeah, let's not I like, hope. yeah, don't obsess over the alien part too much. Right. Just the art question, focus right, on that. Right. Yeah, I guess I would say it's a, it's just like an imaginative expression of your emotion. Uh, like I want to say in the visual realm, but I know it's, it's so much, it could be so much more than that. So I guess I'll just stick, stick there, like. 
that's what it really is, right? It, like, it's your imagination, it's your emotions, like yeah. your personal life experience, like, just pour it out through, you know, vis visual aspects, music, all of it. Since it's that emotionality, right, you feel like that's what you're expressing, is do you have a why? Like, do you feel like there's, I mean, maybe not, maybe the word goal isn't the best word to use, but sort of, you know, along those lines, what, when you're making art or when you're sharing it with someone else, like, what do you hope for? You know, like, why, do, why are you doing it? Uh, yeah, that, that's a great question too. I mean, definitely for me, a lot of my art does come from an emotional place and I hope that it will bring some sort of emotion to someone, even if that is really just like that I made something purely aesthetic that is just pleasing to look at. And even if there's not a big story behind it, to bring someone else joy or peace to look at it, then I feel like I've done, I've done a good job. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. So, but why though? Like just to, just to kind of bring joy or is there, what, what about for you though, personally? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. For me, it, it's a lot of things. Like it's almost like meditation when I do art, like I've always felt like I had to do it since I was little. Like it's a primal instinct within me. And sometimes it can be specific. Like I had a bad day or I'm thinking about like a sad time from my childhood and I'm putting it out there. Uh, and then sometimes it's just as easy as like, I don't know. Yeah, just a way to like clear my head and painting just even like a, a, a still life or a figure or something. It's just like an outlet uh, of meditation for me. You know how there's like the impulse to create versus being in that mood where you're like, oh, I don't really feel like painting right now, right? How much do you feel like there's a value in just doing it no matter what versus only doing it when you feel like it? And and what advice would you give to somebody who's just starting out like and trying to figure out how what their process needs to be in order to be productive? Because I think that's a huge thing that I, I feel like I need to put it on the list because I, I do tend to notice that there's a lot of artists who aren't very productive so like you they get commissions and then it's like they can't bust it out you know like there's not a lot of discipline and um in just the doing it no matter what which again which is why I think pain night had so much value because it trained me to have like a just do it mentality where I just do it no matter what even if I don't feel like it you know Definitely. It's, it's kind of insane that you bring it up like that because I feel like it had a, a really similar effect for me because my whole life I always was like, I knew I wanted to be in art, but I would be like, I don't know. Cause I can't always paint. Like it's sometimes I don't have the confidence or the motivation and everything I do, I just feel bad about. But then yeah, with paint night, like you gotta bring it every time you gotta paint the painting, like before the night, and no matter what, like I might be up all night at my serving shift, I come home and I got to paint that painting. And then, uh, yeah, like stuff I've never painted before that I never would have painted <laughs> through paint night <laughs> and for sure. <laughs> but definitely you're right. Like the feeling after is always great, even if it's hard to get to the motivation. And I'm very disciplined now. And I say yes to every commission I get. And even if I think that I'm maybe, yeah, like not right quite in the zone, maybe I'll give myself a few minutes to like inspire myself, you know, like 
browse like other artists on the internet and just like get that like fire going. Uh, but I just say if you sit down and just start doing it, you know, everything, every painting goes through an ugly phase. <laughs> so it's going to happen. But like, you know, that as an artist, so you can just keep pushing through it. Uh, but I, yeah, I'm super motivated now. Like, even on a bad day, I know that I'll get there. So positive positivity is really helpful. Yeah. And I think just doing it no matter what has been a really interesting experience that I'm really grateful for now, because in the past, it was always just whenever you feel like it, or, you know, maybe you didn't have as much discipline, maybe you would sometimes, but you know what I mean? Like until you're really under pressure all the time, and then you're just like, oh, there's actually more value in this than meets the eye. As far as just, just having that work ethic, even if you're not doing painting, like, so now I'm not really teaching as much as I used to, but I still paint every day, you know, like rain or shine, whether I'm in a good mood or not, because I know that it's going to have a good outcome. You know, maybe the painting doesn't always turn out exactly what I want, but it always gives that meditative feeling and you get that practice under your belt and you're just, you just feel good about it. You know, like you, you know, um, so I'm just going to go through a list of categories for you to name something that you really would just be like, you have to watch this or you have to read this or you have to see this artist or whatever. So the first thing would be what art form inspires you the most like today. So you say you're browsing and you're looking on Instagram or whatever, like what particular art form would you what pulls off the top of your head as being super like, you know, mind blowing, inspiring kind of stuff that makes you want to create. Um, so definitely all over the place there too, but I'm like, I'm really inspired right now by photography and especially Instagram, Pinterest, they do amazing stuff. You know, they can get all surreal and I love to paint like photographs too. Cause like nothing exists like that photograph, like, you know, like the way that you're going to paint it. So that really gets me going. My whole Pinterest is like all like beautiful portraits that like, I know I can artify even more. That's really fun for me. I like that answer. Yeah. I haven't got the photography answer yet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel the same way. Like I base a lot of work that I do off of photographs and I, because of what you just said, like you could see a painting and the style could inspire you and stuff, but the, um, you know, photography, it's like, you feel like you could really mold that into your own thing a little bit you know, more exclusively <laughs> because exactly. it's painting yet, or at least you hope it's not any, or you haven't seen it. So you're not, you know, clouded by it, but, um, what would be the, your like top book that really inspired you? I tend to read like autobiographies or like personal essays. Actually. I love like art magazines too. Uh, you know, juxtapose and high fructose and, uh, all of those, but I don't know. I really like Trevor Noah's autobiography. I read it like three times. I thought it was really inspiring how someone who like grew up so different from me, like he was so poor in such like a different country could like just find like love and happiness and success. And his outlet is all humor. And uh, like, I just love that. I'm all about humor too. <laughs> like what, what person is it? What book? Oh, uh, Trevor Noah. He's Trevor like a, Noah? Is he a comedian? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I don't know who they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. He's from South Africa. He's really interesting. 
cool. I'll definitely check it out. Cause like, I actually want to check out all this stuff you guys are recommending too. Cause I love, I it's all, all different. Most of the stuff I have never heard of. So, you know, how there's just so much stuff these days that it's kind of nice to have a filter, like somebody that you it would be like, Oh, I want to know what you think and, um, see what you would want me to check out. And right. People do just cause there is so much to sift through. And so it's, it's cool to hear what really inspired you. So I will definitely check that out. That sounds, I, I enjoy autobiographies as well. I find it the stories of people so inspiring, which is another reason why I'm doing this. Um, but what would be a film? I'm a huge film fan. So movies have really inspired me a lot, but I'd like to know which one you would pick. I know it's hard to pick one, but <laughs> it is. It's really hard. <laughs> and I would love, I mean, if you have a list somewhere of all of your stuff, that would be fun too. Um, Cause it sounds like we have a lot of different tastes. Um, I don't want to sound basic, but definitely an inspiration for me has always been Tim Burton. And I've gotten that my whole life. People see my work. They're like, uh, oh, you're definitely a Tim Burton fan. I'm like, yeah, I am. Like, <laughs> I can't well, help it. Which Tim Burton movie? Because there's a lot of different, I'm also a Tim Burton fan, but the, oh, you know, there's different eras of Tim Burton. You know, there's like the really early Tim Burton and then there's the now, which is pretty different. So what, what Tim Burton movie would you pick? Okay, that's fair. I would say, <laughs> like, definitely my top favorite is Edward Scissorhands. It's kind of like juxtaposing, you know, the, the like pastel suburban life with like the darkness and the outsider. And that's like, always inspired me. My art is all about that stuff. Like, kind of, uh, kind of just like this, the darkness and like every day, like, I love it. <laughs> And I yeah. love Johnny Depp. Come on. I really love Tim Burton because he's able to take like a dark kind of feeling and vibe, but also make it really like not hum sort of humorous, but not, you know, in a tacky way, like subtle humor. And but it's so everything is so visually stunning and it's so quirky in a way. And it's just yeah, I'm a huge Tim Burton fan, too. Oh, cool. uh, so, and, but I've seen all those movies. So <laughs> it's like a Tim Burton movie. I'm going to definitely see that. Um, <laughs> right. So the next one is like, since we're most of the people that I'm talking to at this moment are painters. Um, but I do feel like painting influences a lot of creative types of people, whether they're people are making film or whatever, because there's a lot of inspiration there, but what particular um, painting style has been probably like the style that you would pick as being most inspirational. And when I say inspirational, I just want to clarify, I kind of mean what you see and that like makes you want to create, but what would you say to painting style being most inspirational for you? For me, it's really just anything in the contemporary realm. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be even a painting, but I like those really like conceptual looking pieces uh, um, like something like really grotesque or something very like sexual, something that makes me just feel super uncomfortable. I'm like, I'm gonna go make some weird stuff too now. Like, <laughs> I don't know, is that is that helpful or not really? No, totally. I think that that's actually an interesting point because I think a lot of times, well, maybe just artists in general are a little more open maybe to that, but, you know, than, than like, 
maybe like, for example, like a paint night guest, you know, because most of the paintings that sell are pretty and comfortable and safe and cutesy and kind of, you know what I mean? And that's beautiful. You know, like I love beautiful art, you know, that doesn't make you feel uncomfortable. But I also feel like as an artist, you do have to kind of put yourself in uncomfortable situations to evoke like, uh, like that fire that you were talking about. Um, Because that is kind of the, that is the thing that makes you want to create. So if it, the uncomfortableness of it can be really valuable and it just helps you kind of it, obviously it's making you feel something for a reason so what is that and then then there's an exploration and an openness and I think artists a lot of artists are more open to weird art than maybe just the regular person who's just checking it out you know not actually making art but just observing um that and i I've noticed that with music too, because I actually, my first endeavor was in producing records and making music. So I noticed that about musicians too, where musicians were always into really weird, like dark music, but not, not like the general, it's not like pop music, right? It's like indie, like weird underground kind of stuff, but that's the stuff artists are into because it pushes the envelope and it helps them reimagine, you know, what they might try to accomplish. So I think, yeah, I, I, I think that's valuable because for, for the person who I would hope would listen to this would be somebody interested in pursuing, doing something in the arts. Right. So yeah, make yourself uncomfortable. So it's, I think that's a good thing. Um, and then what person, cause you know, there's all these figures, And it doesn't have to be someone famous, but it might be a little more helpful if they were accessible, like not like some random person that nobody could find anything about because that wouldn't be helpful, but somebody that their work, you know, maybe besides Tim Burton, because we already know about that, um, you know, really inspired you like just to be an artist or to feel like, you know, you could even step into that realm because you know how there's some people who just make they're so inspiring as people that you really feel like you want to like just really reach your potential a little more you know yeah I know what you're saying I'm I'm trying to narrow it down but for me when I when I became like uh like an adult like I started going to college like like at 18 or whatever I got really into performance art. And so uh, like Marina Abramovich, like, and Laurel Nakajade, those are like probably my two like favorites, but because their work was just so, I mean, so emotionally triggering and Patty Chang, just like that kind of like strong female artists that are really breaking boundaries and just, they just inspire me so much. with their ideas, it's like stuff I never see anybody think of. But I don't know if that's a good answer or not, but. Yeah, no, stop doubting, <laughs> stop doubting yourself. You've got to let that go. <laughs> I know, I'm working on it. Yeah, you're working on it. I know it's, it's a work in progress. You, I think that's the thing with be, stepping into this, like creating stuff. There's always hurdles to overcome and most of them are mental um, because the skill is just, like we said, it's just showing up and then everything else is like a mental thing, like a self-doubt or we, one of the 
uh, last, inter- not the last one, but a couple ago was talking about that imposter syndrome thing where everyone kind of feels like they don't know what they're doing. And I feel like that is especially in like in an artistic realm where everything's really subjective. It's like nobody does know what they're doing because we're exploring like something that's really mysterious to begin with. So yeah, just let it go. When you get, when you get older, you'll, you'll care less, (laughs) like you'll still care, but you just won't, you know, it won't be like, it'll, it'll, you'll, you'll figure it out. I'm here for you anyways. Yeah. Thank thank you. (laughs) I feel like it's getting a little better. Like now I'm, I'm selling my art, but there was definitely a time where I'd be like, I'm not even going to try to sell this because who would want it? But and no, it's it's awesome that you're bringing that up and being honest about it because every, well, I personally haven't met anybody who hasn't felt that way at least a little bit. You know, obviously some people are just born with more confidence and maybe because they didn't have like a, you know, jerk teacher like you did who really planted the seed of self-doubt already you know like and that does happen to a lot of people whether it's their parents or whether it's a teacher or just you know somebody that sees what you made and you know makes funny or something you know I think that we do that to each other in our culture to the detriment of people in general really feeling like they can express themselves, which I think really leads to a lot of other issues for people. Like when we feel like we can't express ourselves, we shut down and it's not good for your health. It's obviously not good for mental health, which is why I think we have a crisis. Um, So yeah, another one of my passions in this is like, I really feel like it's so healing. Like, and I like how you mentioned the word meditation and you know, because I think, you know, just sitting there and like trying not to think is pretty impossible for most people. I think, yeah, no. And I'm, I'm a yoga, I'm a certified yoga teacher. (laughs) It's just like, I prefer like yoga is supposed to be like meditation in motion. So I feel like if I'm dancing, if I'm painting, if I'm creating, I'm going into that state, that meditative state, and it's more attainable and it's more realistic than just sitting there and trying to turn your mind off. But in that creative act, in that expressive act, um, you know, you're able to go there and it's so neat. We so need to go there, right? Like there's just too much stuff to think about, especially now, you know, it's like, we need to just shut it off because it will destroy us. Um, But I want to go into the question where I know you're, you're pretty young still, but I want you to imagine yourself like 10 years ago. So like 18 year old self or somebody else that's that age that kind of reminds you of you that is maybe on the fence about whether or not they should or could pursue, you know, a, an artistic career. What, what would be the one thing that either, you know, that you really think would be valuable to that person that you wish you knew 10 years ago? Yeah, uh, that's interesting. Um, (laughs) (laughs) One thing, there's a lot, but. uh, But like, try to pick, like, try to pick like the one thing that you feel like, yeah, that would have been nice to know. (laughs) Like, thanks for the heads up universe. Actually, I mean, if we're just talking like, you know, um, if I would have started working on my social media more, I think I would be way further now. So I'm starting to really figure out if you put your work out there, like 
and you join Facebook groups or, uh, you know, groups of people who uh, like kind of the same stuff as you or arts, uh, like that's where I found all of my success, honestly. I went to school and everything. They didn't teach me that. I never knew about it. Now I'm like. Like you wish you would have started putting your work on social media earlier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah putting in the, my effort there. Right. I, I think I would be selling a lot. I would have been fine, but I just didn't have, didn't have the knowledge or the confidence to do it. Didn't yeah. think anybody cared, but they cared. Like there's, there's space for everybody on the internet. Like, look at us. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I totally feel you on that answer. Like for the longest time, I not only was afraid to share anything I created with another human being, like I, I would like, I've been drawing and making art since I was a kid, but for the longest time, I would not share it. It was just like in my journal or it was just, it was my private thing. And if I shared any, I'd be like, oh, don't look at it. Like, <laughs> and then once I started to get the confidence to share it and then people were like, oh, I love it. And then you're like, whoa, like it really is mind blowing. So what would you say, like, what do you think if would have been a helpful thing for you? Like just having somebody around you that was more like maybe surrounding yourself with more supportive people or what do you think would help somebody get to that point where they did have that confidence or are you just saying just put it out there (laughs) (laughs) well yeah I think I mean surrounding yourself with with supportive people is important and so I guess it doesn't have to be necessarily online but uh, I shared a lot of my work uh, in art Facebook groups and on Instagram. And I found other outsiders that were really supportive of my art. I sell most of my art to people like, yeah, in Georgia, California, like people I would have never met in real life. Because uh, people in my area tend to just seem not so interested in what I do. So yeah, I guess it's kind of the same thing. Like I think positive reinforcement is always for the best. I don't believe other than that so yeah and just branching out like because yeah maybe the people in your direct you know orbit aren't really your target oh I hate using those terms but you know the person that's gonna resonate with what you're doing creatively so yeah exactly but it is it does feel like an abyss sometimes where and also that is a question since you brought it up as something that you would recommend. Um, this is a question that I kind of, I, I kind of think about in my mind, like how much value though, should we put on how many likes and followers we have versus the integrity of what we're doing? Like at what point are we, should we just be making stuff because we know it's going to get likes and follows or are we making stuff that's really true to ourselves? and where's the line? And, you know, I, I find that kind of an interesting question because you see that so much, like where people kind of turn in themselves into an industry and everything is a brand now, you know, like it's like, who are we dealing with people like, or are we just dealing with this like brand and this image and it, there's this popularity contest that's constantly going on and it's kind of exhausting. I mean, for me personally, I, I see what you're saying. There is a huge value in it for sure. Like no questions asked, like you're reaching people 
who actually really appreciate what you're doing. I, I get so much business on social media, like just random people find you and they're like, and you're like, whoa, okay, cool. Um, so huge, huge value, right? But I also kind of see this other side of it where I kind of go, how much, I don't know, like, where's the boundary? What, what do you think about that? As, especially somebody, I'm really curious what you think as a younger person, because you're about 10 years my, my junior. Oh, really? Oh. Really? <laughs> oh, seriously. Um, <laughs> uh, so... That is, yeah, it's, it's really controversial. You know, a lot of social media is, and there's definitely a darkness to it. You have to watch out for, and, you know, I don't, I don't get so many likes on anything. Uh, and it's sometimes I feel myself doubting myself when I see other artists, you know, getting a lot of attention. Uh, but I do know that most of that is random and the actual likes and shares, followers, it doesn't really matter. Uh, I really do think it's mostly random because you don't know how you end up in a feed or whatever. I think the value for me in social media is yeah, just reaching actual real people who tell me that my art touched them or that they can relate. Uh, obviously in the monetary aspect too of being able to like sell my work to people, but I'm still, uh, pretty average with the likes and that's fine. I don't think uh, those people with 30,000 likes or whatever are any happier than me. So yeah, I think that, that I just, I, I just bring it up because I do think it could be a creative, like it, it could kind of, it's, it's definitely going to have an influence on a lot of people. Right. And I do feel like the, I noticed that there's sort of an obsession. I actually had another artist who I asked to do this. Like, I was like, can I, you know, do an interview? He's like, well, you don't really have enough followers. And I was like, well, I just started it. How am I supposed to have followers? Like, what are you talking about? And it was like a crush for me. I was like, dude, I'm just trying to experiment here. And I just want to talk and like share your perspective, you know, like I'm just doing this on my own time, right? Because I really care about it. And I care about connecting with other artists because I think what we do is important. Um, but it was funny. And my husband was just like, and I was just like, what? You know, and it was just weird. And that's why you brought that up. And then I was, it made me think of that. And I was like, it's just interesting because I do feel like there's this, um, you know, people kind of view things through the lens of, of that sometimes like where they're not really looking at the art they're just looking at how popular it is and then that determines like how someone feels about it as well or at least it plays a role in how it's perceived and I find it's just interesting right it's just this interesting new dynamic that we're experiencing and it's like it reminds me of that black mirror show I don't know if you've ever seen that but there's an episode where you know, have you, have you seen that show? I've seen some of them. There's one episode in particular where it's like the whole society is like, basically like if you go out to a restaurant or you interact with somebody, people are constantly rating you and liking you or not liking you. And you have like a, per a score for your, for yourself. Like the, this is your score. And if you have a low score, people are like, Ooh, 
Like they don't even, it's weird. And I was like, oh my God. And they're actually doing that in like uh, China or something. And like where you have a social score, kind of like you have a credit score, but it's like a social score, which is just like that. So, you know, I feel like that's interesting and it's interesting in the creative sphere where, you know, you're putting yourself out there and then it's like, like value is determined a lot by that sometimes and it can be discouraging and it can be kind of hard to navigate for people. So that's why it's just something to consider. You know, I don't have any answers. I'm not like a, I think a lot of people are out there like, oh, well, you can do this, this, and this, if you do this, this, and this, and then you're going to blah, blah, blah. And it's like, who in the hell, like most people are like, I don't really have time to do that. Or maybe it's just like, I don't know. It, I don't know. I'm going on a tangent, but I don't want to. I want you to kind of answer this one question. Cause this is another question that is I'm curious about and people have had everybody's had a completely different answer or pretty different answer so far. So do you think anybody can be an artist? Like just anybody do you like, as long as they wanted to, like they want to be an artist, do you think anyone can do it? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. You're like, Um, (laughs) like no, no doubt about it. I, I know there's all kinds of different forms of art. There's people who maybe don't want to draw or don't have the patience uh, for it, but then they could just go in another direction. You know, there's abstract art, there's sculpture, uh, there's really primitive work out there that's in museums everywhere that people like look up to. Mm-hmm. I think if you want to do it, you can definitely do it. And I've had ladies from my paint nights who were like, I can't draw a stick figure. You know, they all say that. <laughs> I know that is the, that is the line right there that I get literally every time it's I can't draw a stick figure I'm like who implanted this phrase because it's everywhere but it's funny like all us artists are doing that like we're just drawing stick figures to see how good we are at art like that's not yeah that's not it no I mean like I think that that is interesting though and that's why I ask it because I think that and your answers are really short, but so I want to kind of dive into it just a little bit deeper, which is why, so why do you think anybody can be an artist? Like, why, do, why, do, why is that your perspective? Cause some people would say, oh, that person can't draw a stick figure <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. Or there might be your teacher who sees you and goes, huh, you can't, you shouldn't take art again because you didn't get an A who even grades art anyway but I'm just saying like do you know what I'm saying so obviously that person probably wouldn't say anybody can be an artist because they already kind of proved their their stance by by being so critical of you like so I just yeah why would you say anybody could yeah uh so with uh like examples of like my art teacher like she she must have only viewed art as a a technical skill, which is like, to me, the smallest part of art is technical skill. Like I work really hard on mine uh, for years, uh, but there's other people who might not draw at all. Most big artists uh, don't even touch the paintbrush. Like they have people do it for them. Like they just have the idea, that's all it takes. So for some people, it might be that aspect where 
they just have an idea or a concept. For other people, it might be something more aesthetic, visual. Uh, if you don't think you could do art uh, and you just sit down with a paintbrush, like you're gonna make something. And yeah. this art is so subjective, like who's to tell you that's not art? I think anything can be art. So, uh, I mean, that's how I feel. And even other than the visual arts, like music or dance, I think we all have something like that. And if you have any drive at all to do it, then I think it's worth doing and you'll be an artist. <laughs> you just, it's just a word, right? You just call yourself that and you're, and you're it. <laughs> so. mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that like, 80, like you said, maybe like 10% is skill. Well, I guess it depends on if you're just talking about, you know, somebody being able to copy something and make it look like a photo or something. That's the skill, right? Um, but if you're talking about like the concept, the idea, I mean, that's the big, the big chunk of it. It is like, I totally agree with you on that. And so yeah. What do you think it takes, though, for somebody to be a little bit more in tune with their creative capacity in that way? You know, because if we all, all are artists, which I agree with you on that, <laughs> um, I actually just know it because of just, I mean, just look around you. Everything we do is kind of, you know, outside of our programming is a creative act. Like, so anytime we're doing something explorative, anytime, you know, we, we decorate our house or we, you know, change our hairstyle, you know, it's a creative decision, right? So it's the, it's the, I guess, getting to that point where you're like, yes, I'm an artist. And then having that confidence to put yourself out there in that light, like with that label and being like, yes, look at me, I'm an artist, which I think is just crazy. I mean, somebody is going to say, you know, I'm a, you know, teacher, I'm a doctor. And for some reason, it's more ridiculous if somebody says I'm an artist or people are more apprehensive to take on that role. And I know I had a long time of just like a aversion to calling myself an artist. I was like, I don't know. I'm not. It's like, but now I'm like complete different perspective where I'm like, everyone is an artist. Like, and I think paint night kind of taught me that, but also just getting older and having different realizations and whatnot but it sounds like you're a little ahead of the game over there because you're very much in tune with that with that truth and I really do think it's a truth like that we're all born wanting to create and needing to create because my like I have a daughter now and she's five and it's just mind-blowing like the creativity that's there um so just going back to that like question and sort of exploring it a little bit more, where do you think that confidence and that kind of just being able to have, be in touch with those, those ideas, you know, cause obviously if we're going to say art's not about skill, then how do we get in tune with like those things within us? Or how do you feel you have would be a better question probably. Yeah, that's, that's definitely really tricky too, because, um, like you, I, I never called myself an artist. Like even when I was in, in school for art in college, like people would be like, oh, like, what do you do? I'd be like, oh, like, yeah, I'm a paint night instructor or like, you're, I was an artist, but I was afraid to call myself that. Uh, and it's hard to really pinpoint when I even started just accepting that I, that I was an artist and being like, you're being silly. Like, of course you're an artist and yeah, like, everyone's an artist and 
I guess there is that stigma, especially, I don't know if it's like that where you live, uh, where people kind of look at you funny when you say you're an artist, as if maybe that's not a real job or something. You oh, know? for sure. I don't think, I'm pretty sure that's ubiquitous. I don't think that's just in any one <laughs> geographic location. I think that's why we're afraid to like label ourselves that way when even though deep down inside, like I always knew that I, that I, that there was something in me that needed that constant expression. So yeah, I don't know. I I don't have an answer for that either, but I'm curious about just exploring it, right? Because I think that sometimes when we just ask ourselves these questions, even if we don't really have the answer, that somehow some more insight will come. And yeah, so my hope is to just shed some light on some things, not to be like, oh, what we, just because we've been doing this, you know, like we've put ourselves out there in that regard and we've gotten to the point where we're like, yeah, I'm an artist and now we're making money professionally as artists. So there are certain hurdles that you have to overcome to get to that point. But I do feel like it's interesting that our, it, it is stigmatized or for whatever reason. Do, do you have any pers- like thoughts on why that might be? Because I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't really know either. Like to me, art is a career like there's so art is involved in everything. Right. Uh, and even when I was in college, my professors were always like, even if you don't get a job in art, you're gonna use your art degree because it's just problem solving, just creative yeah. problem solving. That's all it really is. Uh, so it is silly that anyone gives us that that stigma. I hoped that it would be like cooler on the West Coast or whatever, but like. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm in Orange County, so, you know, it's really close to LA. And I guess, I mean, there's definitely a lot more people that come here to pursue some sort of creative endeavor. So whether it's music, the music industry is pretty focused here and film and all that. And I have people in my family, some of which who are, you know, artists, my husband's a musician, my cousin is an actress, you know, like we have, there's, it's not completely out of my sphere, but, you know, I do have people in my family who are like lawyers and, you know, business type people. So they're definitely the kind of people who don't view art as a legitimate thing. Like I can distinctly remember my aunt, like when I told her I was going into the music business, not only did nobody, everybody was like, oh, that's a terrible idea. Like, I was just like, why? Because mm. I was so freaking excited about it, right? I was on fire. I was like, yeah, this is so awesome. Like, I, find, I get to do something that I actually believe in and that I love. And why would anybody tell you to not do that? Like, I didn't understand, you know, and it was like, it was all, for them, it was all about safety and security, you know? Like, I think they're well-intentioned, but I think a lot of people just don't think that you're going to be able to make a living, you know, in that in that realm in the arts or that it's rare if you do and then people always give the statistics and it's just there's not a lot of encouragement I would say some there is a little bit here and there but you know for the the most part people are really skeptical and also like there's this like they don't take you seriously like they're like oh who do you think you are kind of thing 
like that you can be good enough to be and it's not like I ever wanted to be like a famous artist or anything I just wanted to participate in being creative because it's just the most it's just like well I don't know how long I'm going to be alive I might as well enjoy it right (laughs) so that is an interesting and weird thing but anyways um how I'll just keep going then like and into the into the kind of question that I don't know if you're going to want to answer this or have a perspective but I do think it's an interesting thing going on which is like even like you said in the beginning you had art as an elective um, I'm really, really curious as to why art isn't a mandatory thing for, especially like in compulsory school at a young age and why it's the first thing to get cut. Uh, what do you think's going on there? Like, how do you feel about art just absolutely not being a priority at all in formal education? I definitely, I think that's, it's really just, it's dumb stupid because <laughs> if everyone was exposed to art the way they're exposed to math science you know any other subject like wouldn't it give you a more perspective of who you are especially at such a young age when your mind is like so moldable like maybe a jock would sit down with a pencil and be like wow like I'm an amazing artist or at least have some empathy for other artists and be able to appreciate it I think that's uh that's, it's really annoying. I don't really understand why it is that way. I know in my school, like the arts got chopped all the time and it was only um, like a, an elective, you know, like some schools you can fill up your whole schedule with art classes. I had my one art class every day and it was. Yeah. And we didn't even get that. I think it was like one, you could get one creative elective per year and it wasn't even every day. Um, and then, you know, if you wanted, even when I was in younger, like the younger age, uh, group that they had like a band and stuff, but if you wanted to be in band, not only was it an elective, like it was like an add on thing, kind of like sports and it was, um, you know, you, they didn't provide any materials. So like if your parents couldn't afford to buy you a saxophone or something like that, which I mean, those can be kind of, those kind of instruments can be kind of pricey. Um, then you just couldn't be in the band. And I just kind of find that all of that was very, I don't, I didn't think too much about it when I was that age. I knew I wanted to be in the band and I knew I wanted to, you know, anytime there was an art class was my favorite place to be. You know, I was excited to go. To that class every other class I was drawing on my notes while they were talking about math Same. <laughs> it was like I just didn't want to be in that you know those other classes the only place I really wanted to be was making art so it's just interesting that it's not prioritized and like you even said before it it's huge for problem solving skills, adaptability. Like I feel like so grateful that I have art as such a huge foundation in my life during this whole pandemic, because I feel like it's allowed, like the ability to be creative and adapt that I've learned through making art a regular thing for me has been so helpful. Like I feel a lot more grounded than I notice a lot of other people around who don't have a creative outlet. it, it's just very, very, a strong, strong impact, right? Like, you know it. 
Um, but yeah, I, I just feel like it's weird that it's such an amazing skill that we just completely write off as not valuable. And it's, it's disturbing, but I mean, we're talking about it. So maybe in the future there will be more, you know, like, Hey, this needs to be a priority and not just something that parents do on the, in the PTA, like on, with side funding for the privileged kids. Right. I'm talking about yeah. for everyone, you know, because there are a lot of people who are live in like really horrible situations and people don't have the money and the, you know, so it's, it's for those people too, that I really kind of think about and, and think, man, the whole world would be a better place because all of those people might get into drugs and all these other things. But if they had that creative outlet, you know, and it just might really shift things a lot. So that's part I, of it. Yeah. I could not agree more. I feel the same way. Uh, for me, it was definitely an outlet. I don't even want to know where I would be if I didn't find it. Uh, now we're back then even. And going back to yeah, it not being in the school and not everybody having to take it. Like a lot of the, my school was really clicky, unfortunately. And so I kind of got made fun of for my art, uh, which is so silly that anyone would do that. Oh, it happens. <laughs> but, yeah. It's... <laughs> yeah. Like football players would, you know, rip it off the, the halls if it, if it was in a show and they would like reference it negatively at me and kind of bully me about it. But like, it's just like had a stigma of like not being cool. Like you were an art kid or you were a band nerd or whatever. But if we all just tried everything, like maybe they would see how hard it is or how much yeah. it wouldn't be so easy to, you know, just write it off like that. And a lot of those kids, uh, they're not doing so good now. Like maybe they could have really used that outlet instead of yeah. no, outlet actually, being bullying me. <laughs> I actually know what exactly what you're talking about. And I feel like those people probably, I, I think everyone's born creative. They probably had parents who either didn't allow it or, you know what I mean? To the point mm -hmm. where they were like somewhat traumatized and then they had to like act out their own insecurity and trauma on other people who they perceive as a threat or somebody who triggers that in them. That's my thought on it because that's when I've dived deep into like seeing why other people do that kind of stuff. Um, a lot of times that's why. And, and so there, once you understand that, you can have more compassion for that person. But when you're just a kid yourself, it's really hard to understand. So I think that's a tough one. You know, how do you, it's like when you get older, you kind of have that, you have that bigger perspective come in and you can be like, oh, they, they themselves were just really hurt, maybe even more than you, right? Because they're even more blocked than you are. Um, so I, I feel that way about some customers sometimes where they're like, they're so frustrated and they're so creatively blocked and they're so traumatized by it. And so like, there's so much, you know, just like it's they're it's like, they're like sick kind of, and they literally will just take it all out on you because you're this like, maybe a, a threat because they want that and or they need that and then you know because I had to kind of grapple with that a little bit because that's another thing I want to kind of ask because you're answering questions kind of fast but 
do you feel like getting that criticism? Cause you know how we get like pretty crazy criticism sometimes where you're like, whoa, um, how do you feel like you would prepare, you feel like you wish somebody would tell you like advice or whatever to prepare you for, you know, the criticism that you're going to get if you put yourself out there creatively, like dealing with criticism, I guess. Cause I feel like that's a big thing. Oh yeah. Criticism is huge and it always has been in the art community, but with paint night on the surveys, those could be pretty, pretty heart-wrenching sometimes. (laughs) Just every Thursday, like morning cry. Yeah, but, <laughs> I know um, it's so traumatizing. It is. It is, and I, I know that's just part of it. And uh, sometimes I feel like you know, with the ones that are like a little bit more severe or ridiculous, it is just better to laugh about it and to vent about it. Just keep it put into your art. Uh, keep it fueling <laughs> you, like. <laughs> And, you know, some people, you're not going to please everybody. Not everyone's going to get you. And that's okay. I used to, you know, I'm a people pleaser. I definitely was before. I'm getting better at trying to find uh, the happiness just inside myself and not have to only rely on the approval of others. Uh, so when I, someone says something, you know, on a post or at a show, I just try to take it with a grain of salt. Like, I don't know, I know that's kind of a cliche, but some people are gonna get you. And then there's people who, you know, maybe they're they're sounding critical, uh, but they really just don't get it. And it's not really on you or them. And maybe you could actually take from that so that, you know, if you want your work to be more like understood by the masses, uh, you could take that into consideration. Like maybe I could make it this way to make it more accessible or, you know, if you don't care about that, then whatever too. Like, yeah. I think it's been valuable to use it. Like you said, you know, kind of not use it to please people more necessarily, but use it to toughen you up a little. Cause I know if you go, I heard like an interview with an actress one time where, you know, when you go to Juilliard and obviously not everybody's going to go to Juilliard for art school, but they do that to you. I mean, they, they, you do something and they'll, whether, whether it's good or not, they'll just criticize the shit out of you till you're crying, basically just to be like, this is what you're going to have to get used to. Like you have to find a strength within yourself that can, can take it. Cause you can't really ignore it either. Right. Like you can't, you can't say that it's not going to bother you at all. Like, cause sometimes people will be like, Oh, just don't listen to the haters or just don't listen to it or don't read it. And it's like, but I do feel like there's a value in understanding how you're being perceived because it is, if art is a self exploration in a way and a way to communicate, which is ways I would define it. Cause I feel like there is this urge to communicate something that we can't communicate in through in normal ways right or in by just talking or whatever so for me painting it's like it's a way to share something like this is what I see this is what I'm noticing and I want to share it because I think that this is interesting right so if, if you're able to listen to that crazy feedback that you get sometimes like I had one person one time it was like they were ripping my soul apart it was like she is a horrible 
person. And I was like, what the hell? Oh yeah. <laughs> and I, it was crazy, but I was like, obviously this person like had some sort of experience there. <laughs> and like, sometimes I would see some truth in it. Like maybe I was having an off day or maybe I, I you know, whatever you, you get busy and you don't notice really how you're coming off sometimes. But I think that it helps you like a lot to just kind of better understand how you're being perceived. And the more you can understand that, the better you can communicate because then you understand what people are seeing. And if you're listening to that and really taking it in, even if it hurts sometimes, you're, you know, you're expanding your, your own perspective. Like you're able to see yourself outside yourself a little bit, and then you're able to make adjustments to, to better communicate, to communicate more effectively and to communicate, you know, more openly with people where, you know, other, if without listening to that or just saying, oh, it doesn't mean anything. It's like, yeah, but then you're kind of cutting yourself off. Like the communication then is not really a priority anymore. So then why are you doing it just for yourself? You know, because then, then your why is not strong enough to do it in the first place, because that's what I see with a lot of artists. Like some artists, like their why is so strong and their, their desire to communicate and connect is so strong that they plow through and do it no matter what. And that's when you get somebody who really masters it and who's really great versus somebody who maybe they don't know why they're doing it or, you know what I mean? Like, so then the, the desire and the drive to do it isn't as strong. And then the first negative review that comes in is going to crush you and you're not going to make it. So I do think that's something worth talking about. So like, if you're going to go into it, you need to know why you're doing it and you need your desire to connect and create and, you know, put yourself out there needs to be stronger than your fear of that criticism because it's going to happen you're going to get criticized that's so, that's so true uh, yeah. and even on, on the topic of criticism something uh not to be on a tangent but <laughs> something that i've really noticed that's uh pretty like old school and like not necessary too is that sort of juilliard mentality i understand you know thickening someone's skin uh <laughs> per se but I've done like some like tattoo apprenticeships or I've had some professors who that was like, they're like, oh, like when I was a kid, uh, I don't know, I had to lick my master's shoes to learn how to paint like this and stuff like that. <laughs> and I think there's a fight, like there's a pretty strong line between uh, criticizing someone uh, and trying to toughen them up and just being mean, integrating, you know, like yeah, I've, I don't think we need to be that way. I don't think we ever did, but I definitely don't think we need to be that way anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if that's something you've come in contact with too, or I was like, uh, you know, I deserve just as much respect as you. I respect that you went through all that to get where you are, but you don't have to like be mean to someone for them to be great. Mm -hmm. But that's just like another side of criticism that kind of gets. Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's a good discussion. Um, and I do think that there, there is a line between always just telling somebody it's good, even if maybe they could use some criticism, like that actually might help them. Cause I actually had one customer that was horrible. It was a horrible experience. It bothered me for like a month or maybe even more. Even now I still think about it sometimes. <laughs> 
steps because it was such a horrible experience, but it really motivated me, motivated the shit out of me. Like more than any, like somebody praises you and they're like, you're so amazing. But you know how you get a survey or even if you just get comments or something like it's always the one comment that's bad that really sticks with you. It's not the positive comments. Like I most 90 something percent of my comments are amazing. Like we loved her. She was so great. And it's the one that's like that five to 10% that just sticks with you and really gets under your skin. So I find it, it's kind of interesting because I do think that there's a huge value in it, even though it's super uncomfortable, which is why to a young artist, I would say it's not about surrounding yourself with yaysayers or people who are just going to tell you that you're good. That's great. You know, that you need that too, because you need to have that, you know, motivation, you know, sometimes from outside yourself, but at the same time, like you need to be able to hear the hard stuff and then your why for doing it needs to be strong enough to move forward anyways. And that's what really, that will actually make your work better. So I'm going to recommend a movie to you called Whiplash. So go ahead and watch that. And then okay. you can message me, <laughs> message me about it later because that movie, I walked out of that movie and I was like, whoa. And just let me know what you think about it if you do watch it. Hopefully it's on okay. one of the streaming platforms. It should be, it's just called Whiplash. And it's really good. And it, ta- it speaks to this, exactly this, this dynamic. And oh, very cool. it's definitely going to be on my list for <laughs> recommendations, but I guess the last, there's just a couple more questions. So the one that I really love is what, what is the main thing that you would say um, about how art has transformed your life? Like not just you know, oh, I used to not think I was an artist and now I am or whatever. But what is that thing where you, it's like, think of yourself 10 years ago and now what was it, what was the biggest shift for the better in your life that you, that you get out of making art a priority in your life? Um, I feel like there's so many points I could, I could point to, but uh, I, I think I went through a phase where I was uh, sort of thought I wasn't going to be able to be like a full-time artist. And I was working like a million jobs, like five jobs, like at once, like just running myself ragged, kind of distracting myself. And then, I don't know, when I found paint night and I realized that you kind of could make a living doing an art, doing art, and you didn't have to work nine to five and you didn't have to be miserable. (laughs) <laughs> uh, it was just a great segue for me. And now I, I paint uh, every day. I do art in every way that I can. I'm a photographer. I do music, not really for a career, but, you know, uh, and my life is just enjoyable. I feel like I take things slow and I just focus on my happiness rather than focusing on working all the time and making money. And yeah, like you said earlier, like we're young and who knows? how much longer we ever have. So we should really just enjoy ourselves. So uh, yeah, there's so many, like, there's so many points, but that one was probably like, you know. Just just kind of getting to that point where like making a living doing it was a reality for you. And that was a turning point. 
Yeah. You're not the only one who said that. And I, I agree big time. Cause I think like, until it's like a real thing happening, you get all those people saying, you're not going to be able to do it. You're not gonna be able to do it. And then when you're actually doing it, you're like, look, I'm doing it. Like, and then that just like the fact that it's real is like, it's just groundbreaking really, because then you can really dive into it fully without all of that doubt and kind of not knowing, oh, am I going to be able to or not? And then, you know what I mean? Like you can really kind of dive into it a little bit more. So that's, that's a good, it's like, get yourself out there, realize that you can make money doing it. Cause a lot of people do. And then th- that kind of self-evidence will be the, the, the driving force for you. Um, so the last question is just kind of a fun one, but I think that it's, and it's not necessarily, it has, doesn't necessarily have to be about art, but I want you to just imagine that you're, you know, out on a night, a clear night, you're looking up at the sky and you see a shooting star go by and you get one wish to make and you know, it's going to come true. What would it be? Hmm. That is really hard. <laughs> Making a wish. <laughs> yeah. Can I pick uh, like having teleportation powers? Cause that's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> no, I mean, you know what I mean though. <laughs> My um, husband's all, I yeah. want to fly. I'm like, you know what I mean though? Like not like a superhero power. I mean, that's cool too. But I mean, a wish, like a wish, like a little bit more of a genuine, like something that you really wish either for yourself personally or for the world or however you want to frame it. But right. Well, I mean, to be selfish, uh, I guess (laughs) (laughs) I'm really happy with the way things are now. And I hope that I can keep growing and moving forward, you know, with, with art and with just sort of the peace that I feel of being able to do art every day and support myself with it. I've never really wanted like much more than that. And so if I can be, you know, in 10 years, uh, just still progressing and still getting better and still, you know, as long as I'm making a living doing it, that's, that's all I've wanted, so. Yeah, so it's like your wish is just as long as you're making a living doing art, you're happy. <laughs> That's yeah, a good wish. All I've ever wanted. I think yeah, I can achieve it. it. Yeah, you got it already. So that's a good wish. And that's a perfect note to kind of end it on. But I wanted to just see if you had any final things that you wanted to say, like maybe that you felt like you could impart some sort of wisdom or a little story or just any little finishing tidbit that you have. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, uh, definitely. Thank you for having me. This has been really fun. Uh, I don't think I've uh, really ever done this per se. I've been interviewed like IRL. Uh, But just any kind of advice I have, just, you know, if you are interested in the arts and you can definitely keep going. Like I said, when I was just starting out, I had a lot of doubt and I'm still fighting that doubt all the time, but it's quieting. Uh, if you just keep going for it, like you can't make it. Like, I guess I'm just from Youngstown, Ohio. I have like extremely humble beginnings, uh, but I've just kept through it. It's helped with my mental health. It's helped with my life. Uh, like you can do it if you want to and just keep the drive definitely. 
the main thing, you know. I think people acquire learned helplessness. You get rejected so many times. Art is so full of rejection. I got rejected from like all my favorite schools forever. And so <laughs> I could just definitely be the first one to tell you not to base your success on that. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Yeah, just keep keep chugging. If anyone wants any, you know, you can always reach out to me. I'm here too. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm going to share all the stuff you've shared and link to your stuff in the description. But just I want to say thank you for sharing. And um, I know we're all just kind of growing together. And I think anybody who tells you they have it all figured out is totally full of it because it's just about the journey and enjoying the process. And there's always going to be somebody better than you and somebody that's less, you know, kind of on the scale. But I think that's one thing that I think has helped me a lot is to just not compare myself to other people and just know that I am just who I am, just like everyone. We're all unique expressions. And the one thing that you always have in your favor is that there's only one you. You know, there is only one you, nobody is ever going to be able to do it just like you. And that in and of itself is priceless and just super valuable. So I just want to say thank you for being you. Thank you for talking to me. Like, you know, I know you don't really know me that well, but I just feel this kinship with anybody who's, you know, taken the courage to, to be an artist and to put themselves out there creatively and especially to share that joy and that experience with others. Because I think, like we kind of discussed a little bit, we all can benefit from that exploration and that expression and that outlet. And it's much more important than I think, um, you know, the powers that be give it credit for. Again, thank you so much. You're such a special person and I hope you get your wish. I'll be, I'll be rooting for you over here. Thank you. Thanks again so much for tuning in. I hope you got some interesting information and I'll be linking all the recommendations in the description if you want to check any of that out. If you need, have any questions, you can reach out to me at wendyanderson.art and have a beautiful day. Stay creative, friends.